This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a, a few prizes given away during this show. And uh, these prizes are not sponsored by the radio station, um, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is Random Trivia. Check us out on bestofinvesting.com. Uh, Mark, you want to introduce our – we have a special guest today. We do. So for those of you out there that uh, are out raising capital, and especially if you're a real estate investor as Edward and I are, you're always looking for capital resources. So to, on today's show, we've got a special guest – Richard Wilson from the Family Office Club. In fact, Richard is the founder of Family Office Club, the largest membership-based family office association. Uh, Since 2007, the organization has served as an educational resource to family members, to members of the family office community, including those who raise capital from family offices. The club has fostered a valuable peer network, hosting a wide array of industry events that bring together family offices with money to invest, and those who seek to raise capital for their business ventures. Richard, welcome to The Best of Investing. Thanks for having me on, guys. So, Richard, uh, explain to the audience, what exactly is a family office, and why would anyone who raises capital want to know about them? Sure. So, a family office is really a wealth management system in place for someone who's ultra-wealthy. You know, if you're worth $10,000, you might not need a wealth advisor. If you're worth a million dollars, you might need a retail wealth advisor. You can walk down to your local Bank of America or, or Chase Bank. But if you're worth $100 million, you might not want to walk down to your local retail bank or use a normal wealth manager because they might not be used to dealing with the fact that you have 50 LLCs or 20 different real estate interests um, or real estate in multiple countries, et cetera. So the more wealthy you are, the more things that could go wrong and the more you need to kind of holistically be managing your wealth, like a full balance sheet wealth management solution. And so how did you get the idea to form the Family Office Club? How did that come about? Um, I started meeting with family offices in 2006 and 2007. And what I realized is that these groups are serving the ultra wealthy and that meeting one of them could mean a lot more capital raised than meeting with 10 wealth management firms because just one of their clients might have $50 million in liquidity at, at any one point in time. But then when I tried to learn more to make it a good use of my time and the counterparty's time and meeting with the family office and trying to raise capital from them, I realized nobody was providing any thought leadership, any education, any helpful resources for me at all. So it started out just me selfishly wanting to learn more, just so I'd be more effective at meeting with them, finding them, and raising capital from them. But very quickly, it just kind of spiraled up and... Um, you know, by putting resources out there publicly about what I was learning about working with family offices and raising capital from them, uh, we grew a lot of attention, and it just kind of uh, became a centerpiece in the industry for thought leadership on family offices. Well, i, I got to give you a, a little shout-out to uh, the Wilson Holding Company, of which you're president, because uh, a month or so ago, Mark and I went to Miami, and there had to have been, what, 300 people there? 
there were a lot of people there. In fact, uh, what was really interesting, Richard, is that we met a lot of people who were uh, real estate entrepreneurs looking to raise capital for their their real estate investments. In fact, a lot of them were um, like multifamily and doing other types of syndications, and they were there uh, to meet many of the uh, family office representatives that uh, you had invited to this organization. Would you would you say that uh, real estate is a is a large component of uh, family office investment strategies? Uh, for sure. I, I, we did a benchmark study of family offices, and we found that you know, 75% of them are investing in real estate, and when they do, uh, you know, that makes up about 25% of their portfolio. It's something that most families like because it's a hard asset. They can get some diversification. And importantly, when you think about raising capital from family offices, you have to remember one relationship could mean a game-changing event for your business or for your independent sponsor uh, team or your fund. And so it's not like you need to go out and spray and pray and talk to a thousand people and convert 200. It's more like, you know, talk to 200 and convert, you know, four, uh, you know, and so you really don't need that many successes to at least get some momentum and then kind of kind of prove the concept on family office capital raising. Well, one of the great things about the Family Office Club, uh, I'll share with the audience, is, is that uh, the, uh, the Wilson Family Office Club does uh, sponsor quite a few events. In fact, uh, Richard, I was really surprised at just how many events you have throughout the country. Now, I know you're, you're based out of Florida, so you are a little bit you know, weighted to the East Coast, but um, I really enjoyed uh, the two trips that I've taken out there uh, in the last six months to, to attend two of your organizations. Uh, uh, organizational events, and I'm looking forward to attending at least one or two this year. Um, you know, you you work with both sides of the coin. You, you help those who either have a family office or are uh, wealthy enough to where they, you know, would benefit from knowing about uh, family office resources, as well as those people like, you know, like Edward and I, who are con- continually on the hunt to raise capital for our particular business endeavors. Is that true? Yes, it's true. And I think it's a misconception that investors are, you know, hiding or trying to be hard to find. The reality is these families want more deal flow. They just want it to be high-quality deal flow, and they want it to be filtered and focused on what's their current headache. And so for me, that means two things. One, being kind of a translator of what each party wants. And at the events, you can see we usually ask the people on a discussion panel, what's your strike zone? What are you trying to invest in? What do you need more access to? And then they tell the audience, we're looking to invest in A, B, and C, or we're only investing in this right now. And that way they get relevant deals from the audience. We try to make it easier to get real business done. Um, but also I think that uh, family offices like to find resources when they have a specific type of headache or a migraine. They want Excedrin. They don't uh, maybe want constant you know, 5,000 cold calls in per day. So we always try to advise people to you know, build genuine expertise and share that thought leadership so that people can find you and know you and keep you top of mind when it does come to allocating the multifamily. Okay, and Richard, uh, stay, stay with us for a minute. we got to cut to a quick commercial break. Okay, uh, here's our first trivia question. What baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? The first caller with the correct answer wins a free certificate at Tan Bella. Uh, call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn of Pacific Private Money, my co-host. Here was the first trivia question. What baseball team was known as the Gas House Gang? You know, you got to ask me recent baseball questions. No, this is an old one. This is, goes back to the, like, the 1930s. The Richard, you know the answer to that? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. Okay, the St. Louis Cardinals. Diz, you know, Daffy Dean and Dizzy Dean and all that. Okay, uh, remind the audience, Mark, who's on the phone? So we're on the phone with Richard Wilson, uh, founder and president of Family Office Club. And Richard's organization helps uh, to facilitate meetings between uh, those wealthy families with large sums of money, uh, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, who have put together companies, essentially, uh, known as family offices, uh, to invest that capital. Um, one th- and, of course, we're here in the Silicon Valley, and you know we know of uh, lots of people who have sold companies and, and made, say, $100 million. You know, they don't necessarily have all that money invested. Oftentimes, they're selling stocks. Uh, they're looking to redeploy that capital and diversify. And, of course, Edward and I, uh, on The Best of Investing, we talk about real estate investing and uh, mortgage investing all the time. So we're always on the hunt. So we're excited to have Richard here and talk some more uh, about how to approach family offices. So, Richard, the, the next question I have for you is um, how should one uh, prepare themselves for a meeting with uh, either a family office representative or if they're going to one of your events where there are a number of family offices and family office representatives are there looking for um, uh, opportunities to invest capital, how does one prepare themselves for that? Um, well, two quick answers and then and then uh, a little bit longer of an answer, but the two quick ones are, you know, always come prepared. A lot of people don't ask questions. They just get in front of the family office and they pitch and a lot of people don't do a lot of research beforehand, so just getting to know the investor's preferences before you enter the room is a huge advantage, and it shows you care about the time you're taking out of their calendar because they're all very busy. Um, and then also just doing things in a long-term you know, perspective, no like hard-sailing, uh, fake deadline type, you know, pushiness. They'll just shut you off and say, I don't, don't need that noise on my radar, and they'll just you know, shut you out of their world if, if you seem like too much of a hardcore salesperson. So those are two quick answers, but... Um, you know, after you know, hosting these capital raising boot camps we do for 10 years now and, and working with family offices for that long, uh, we've realized that the approach we've taken has attracted you know, over 1,500 family offices to register with us. And we have signed contracts with a dozen uh, $100 million-plus families to, to help them in formalizing their family offices. There's really five super simple steps that I can explain real quick that just shows our whole approach. One is to... We analyze the marketplace and see what competitors are doing in your niche space, whether it's multifamily or hospitality, et cetera. And then two is to really architect, you know, how you're going to fit into that and how you're going to iterate in the way that matters to the target investor you're trying to attract. And then three uh, is to really position yourself and build up your positioning so it's defendable, like this this radio show and, you know, writing a book as I know you've done, Mark, et cetera, and, and making it harder for other people to enter the sandbox you've positioned yourself in. And then step four is really executing and just focus on the excellence uh, with an execution and then iterating the strategy as you get investor feedback. And the reason I say that instead of just giving, you know, uh, a two-word answer or, or uh, something else more generic is that family offices like to find the best expert, most credible person to work with for a niche area they don't want to work with a generalist. They want to work with someone who's got a niche, unique idea, and they understand how they make money. I think that's just really important and often uh, missed by those that are looking to raise capital and do investment marketing. 
that 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 is a great uh, explanation, Richard. In fact, I really liked in the beginning when you said when you're talking about you know when you're pitching, you know, avoid the hardcore sales tactics uh, such as false deadlines, etc. And I know that to be true in my own experience. I have found. Uh, uh, that we've been incredibly effective at raising capital uh, when you're, you know, when you're authentic uh, yeah. and you 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 explain your business model, but you're really not selling. You know, it's it's attraction yeah. rather than promotion. Yeah, there's and, no like uh, 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 impulse buy. You know, you got to get in now or else it's going to close. Yeah, right. So right. How, so how does someone determine you know whether they are a fit uh, with any particular family office or is there really any way to do that in advance? Um, as we talked about right before we started the show, I think uh, local is important when it comes to real estate. Understanding submarkets it definitely is going to help you. Uh, you know, someone who's local is just going to know and be more comfortable with a, a real estate investment that they, they're familiar with in that area. The second thing is families that you don't have to move all the way up the learning curve. You know, if you're raising capital for something like warehouses or something you know, like uh, self-storage or something more exotic, um, you want families to have some exposure or understanding of it because people won't invest in things that they don't understand. Um, so those are two things that I would work on uh, first. And then third, I think that people like to invest through referrals, but when you don't have any family office investors, what do you do? It's catch-22. You can't rely on referrals. So you have to create those referrals with intellectual property assets, white papers, podcast interviews, radio interviews, TV appearances, books, webinars, live events, speeches at nonprofit, high net worth communities. And you really have to layer on, like, being part of four to five different ultra-wealthy type communities, like living in the ultra-wealthy community or, like, being on a board, etc. So I think it's a combination of those things which lead to, like, the right, you know, uh, type of mixture. And it's just, you know, good luck and good fortune is going to come your way with connecting with family offices every week that are coming towards you instead of you chasing them and then having them not respond to your voicemail and email. Right. So, Richard, I, I, I don't want to forget to give you an opportunity to, to uh, talk about the Family Office Club. How does someone find out more information about your organization, join as we have your organization? Where do they go? Um, it's really simple. It's just uh, familyoffices.com. And there you'll see all of our events coming up. We're constantly updating that. We've got a free ebook on the website. If you're a podcast listener, you have something with a very creative name, the Family Office Podcast. If you're a paperback book reader, you know, we've got uh, the most popular book in the industry called The Single Family Office. And I can find that on Amazon under that, that same title by, by Richard C. Wilson. So those would be the easiest ways. We give away 100 times more free through familyoffices.com than we charge money for. Uh, at the events. Um, so I encourage people to check it out, even if they don't think they're an event person or a book person. You know, hopefully our, our videos on YouTube at least would be helpful in getting them started. And, and I can share with the audience, as a member, that you've got uh, a slew of podcasts. You have spreadsheet material. You've got all kinds of downloadables, uh, readables, listenables. And for that monthly fee, if I'm not mistaken, that allows you to attend uh, any of the family events, uh, family office events that you sponsor. Is that, tr- is that correct? Right, right. Yeah, you're probably doing a better job. Than <laughs> uh, well, I got to say, one of the events. Person, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the events that I went uh, with Mark. I mean, I was uh, very impressed with the networking. Just for the people, the networking but, is stellar. Yeah, but, yeah, at but these just events. between all of us. Uh, tell you what, Richard, um, stay stay with us for one more segment. We just have to, you know, the you know how it is. The station says, "Hey, you got to cut for a break. We got to cut for a break." All right, here's our next question. 
What type of wool can come from a rabbit? All right. Now, so we know like minks you come get from these minks. Questions. I know. This, this is, these are very random. All right. Trivia 101. Yeah, that's right. Call 888 912 1190 to answer that question. Don't touch that dial because the best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf. Second trivia question was, what type of wool can come from a rabbit? All right. You stumped me twice. I stumped you twice. Richard, you know the answer to this one? Uh, Nope. A- Angora. That's right. Okay. Angora wool. Angora right. wool. Well, hopefully okay. one of our listeners will get that one right. That's right. So we're talking with Richard Wilson, founder of the Family Office Club. Um, and we talked about, you know, family offices are essentially organizations created around a super wealthy family. Uh, and so for those of us in the Bay Area, you can imagine uh, someone who created a company and maybe sold it for $100 million, uh, or even more uh, in this day and age. Uh, you know, and how do they manage that money? And oftentimes, they diversify the types of investments they make. They don't necessarily keep it in stock in the company they founded. Oftentimes, they will, they will sell a, off a significant portion of, of that monies and, and reinvest it. And Richard, since we're talking about family offices... I, I want to go back a little bit, take a step back. How, how is a family office different from, say, a holding company or a wealth management solution? Sure. Yeah, so there's, there's two types of family offices. There's a single family office. Like today I had lunch with a $50 million net worth family, sold their business to private equity, and they're forming a single family office now, so we're helping them get that in place. Or we've got a $2.3 billion you know, single family uh, from South Florida here that, that's setting up a family office as well. But that's different than a multifamily office, which is essentially a wealth management firm that only works with clients that are worth $10 million, $20 million. You know, they might set their threshold at $50 million or higher. But it's just a more holistic wealth management firm. They're going to do more heavy trust in the state uh, work and planning, more detailed work there, pay more attention to legal structures and insurance, and most importantly, centralize the management of that. Because if you imagine if you're worth $100 million, you're that much more busy than you were when you were worth $10 million, yet there's all that more complexity to manage at that exact same time, and your CPA is still not talking to your wealth manager who still never talks to your insurance agent, and you're supposed to keep it all straight and communicate things between each other. It just breaks apart, and any breakage is much more costly at $100 million net worth. It just needs to be centralized at a higher level for it to be, you know, a family office. Hmm. Okay. And so, and and on the investor side again, uh, as we talked about the last segment, you're you're writing a book that's uh, almost uh, ready to be released. What what's that book about? That's right. Uh, we're publishing that out on uh, capitalraising.com, and uh, again, the ultra creative name of that book is simply Capital Raising, and it's uh, going live here on Amazon uh, just in the next two weeks here. But basically, it's just describing our five steps system for raising capital that really allows you to attract investors instead of having to, you know, call 60 leads a day and hope that, you know, a few people answer and, and you can get them. It's really how to position yourself and, and attract the investors to you, you know, like you've done uh, with a show or you've done with a book or by speaking publicly. You know, I know that we've spoken in the past. You've spoken at one of my my events, actually, Mark. Uh, about Indeed. Uh, the success you've had in, in sharing your expertise and then benefiting from that sharing. And I think it's about that genuine value transfer over and over and over and over again 
within a niche area that shows that you're someone valuable to work with and that you've, you've honed your craft and you're someone to take seriously. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that book. Um, I wrote a much shorter book uh, for my uh, smaller audience of real estate uh, flippers and, and investors uh, called uh, The Insider's Guide to Attracting Private Money. And, and uh, I did it because I had so many people calling me looking for 100% financing. And I explained to them, look, you, what you really need to do is find, go out and find an equity partner. And of course, I had my own little five steps. So I'm looking forward to reading your book, Richard, and finding out uh, your five steps and adding that to my arsenal to help uh, boost our capital raising game. Next question here. So, so Richard, you've been running the Family Office Club for over a decade now. You're, you're hosting 10 events uh, around the country this year. How have things changed, and how does your community of <clears throat> members identify <clears throat> deal flow and find new uh, co-investors? Um, the biggest thing that changed is the just awareness about family offices. I'll still meet a wealth manager who lives in New York City that doesn't know what a family office is, or I met face-to-face with a billionaire here in Miami who had never heard the words family office before, and he lives in Manhattan and works in real estate. It still like blows my mind, so this is like the world I live in. So it's like you guys, if someone says I've never heard of multifamily or mortgage note or something, I guess. Um, so that's changing. More and more people are hearing about it. The other thing is there's a huge trend towards direct investments. That's like a two, two to three-year-old trend um, that's really taken hold, but a lot of families are still learning how to make direct investments. And the newest trend that you'll still hear almost nobody talking about is that family offices are being more public about their investments and not being so private because if they want to get access to the best deal flow and more deal flow, they need to tell the world, like, hey, we exist. Hmm. We invest only in casinos. So if you have a casino deal, send it to us first because we actually know what we're doing and that's all we do. So we're going to be strategic people on your cap table versus just dumb capital from a bank or just capital from a wealth management firm that has no expertise to bring to the table. So that's the newest trend, and I, I see that as very early on is only going to grow. Well, I applaud you, Richard, in in, in forming the Family Office Club, because I will tell you that, uh, um, you know, so many of these wealthy families are under the radar. Where would you go to meet up with them? And so you've put together an organization that that brings together uh, either, uh, you know, members of the family office or their representatives and allows people like uh, like Edward and I, who are always raising capital for our various mortgage pool funds, to go there. And so, uh, again, uh, tell the audience for more information, uh, how can they uh, find out more about your organization and, uh, and join uh, the family office club? Uh, the best way to find out about uh, the charter membership and to join is just to go to familyoffices.com, and there's a membership option at the top. Or if you are one of those people that sold their business and is worth you know, fifty million or a hundred million dollars after you uh, invest with Mark, then uh, you know you can see our website at uh, singlefamilyoffices.com. dot com, and that's the work we do for helping people create their family office, formalize it, and get access to better deal flow. I know that's a minority of listeners out there in total, but it is uh, fun work that we do with those families because they're the most you know they're the winners in capitalism. And so it's exciting to see what they're doing, you know, in action. That's right. great. So Richard Wilson, familyoffices.com. That's familyofficesplural.com for more information about how you can approach super wealthy families for your investment strategy. Great. Richard, thank you again for joining us on The Best of Investing. Thank you, guys. All right. Okay. 
Awesome. So we that got was it. great stuff. That was really good stuff. Okay, so before we go make go to our commercial break, a uh, quick note here for, for those of you who want to visit San Francisco's legendary Alcatraz Island, planning ahead is a must. Check out www.alcatrazcruises.com. They have the lowest guaranteed prices. Okay, last uh, trivia question we have is, in what city was the first U.S. Mint opened? All right? Don't touch that dial. The best to invest. You'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Well, welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf. Uh, last trivia question was, in what city was the first U.S. Mint opened? San Francisco? No, Philadelphia. 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 That was my next question. That was, that was your next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ben Franklin and all that. Okay. I want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel and Spa in beautiful Calistoga, celebrating Napa Valley's Cabernet season with a special getaway experience. One night stay in Winery Street, Winery Suite, wine tasting, uh, couples massage. I mean, they got everything there. Check them out at uh, Mount viewhotel.com uh, if you use the promo code CS-T uh, you'll see what kind of great uh, services they can provide for you. Okay, so Mark we got an email from a listener uh, that says what does the term lockup mean with respect to investing in a real estate fund? Does this mean I can't get my investment out or what is the cost to get it? So lockup is a term used in uh, basically any syndication of money. Uh, when you're raising capital for an investment endeavor, whether uh, well, there are people out there, for example, that raise capital to invest in real estate, and they raise money from private individuals like you and I. Uh, at the Pacific Private Money Fund, we raise capital from private individuals throughout uh, the Bay Area, in fact, throughout California, to make mortgage-secured loans. And so um, these, are, these syndications are uh, created by attorneys. Uh, there's a certain uh, registration process, and there are certain guidelines, and there are ways you can create these these um, syndications either at the state level or at the federal level, uh, and they have many things in common, uh, and one of them is a lockup period. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I am aware that uh, most syndications, in fact, depending on how you, uh, what regulation you form the syndication under, it's actually required that there be a minimum lockup period uh, for those funds where um, you, you cannot take your money out without some form of penalty. And my understanding is the minimum period is one year. And uh, now you might have uh, come across uh, different types of uh, capital syndications where they tell you that the minimum investment period is two years or three years or five years. I saw one, uh, somebody raising capital for a mortgage syndication very similar to what we do at Pacific Private Money, and they had a seven-year lockup. And I thought, man, that's just... So in fact, interesting thing is when we first formed the Pacific Private Money Fund in 2013, we um, launched it with a 24-month or a two-year lockup period. And basically what that meant was if you keep your money in for at least two years, there's no fee going in and no fee going out. There's no fee for redemption after two years. We've since changed that to one year. And the reason is that our experience is, you know, people aren't 
you know, treating it like a short-term investment. Uh, our investors have been very happy. And so um, so our lockup period has gone f- uh, from two years as of January 1st of this year, from two years down to one year. And we just launched another fund, and we're starting that one with also a just a one-year, not a long-term commitment. But really the reason for a lockup period uh, from the fund manager's perspective is that they want to know that they can count on that capital for a certain period of time. Yeah. And the longer term that the capital is being used, let's say it's a uh, the the uh, purpose of the capital raise in this particular syndication is to buy an apartment building or buy a series of apartment buildings and hold them for a five-year period and then sell them and then liquidate and and distribute the profits. Well, then in that one that they might have, well, they might ask for a five-year lockout or maybe a three-year lockout period because, again, they don't have the liquidity to pay you down. So um, one of the things you want to look at whenever you're considering making an investment, an alternative investment into some sort of fund or syndication is you do want to understand the lockup period. What is the you know the minimum investment period uh, that you need to keep it in before you can redeem without a penalty? But you also want to find out about you know you want to understand their their investment strategy because if if liquidity is not inherent in their investment strategy. Even if they don't have a long lockup period, you might find that it, it, it might take you several months or even longer to get your money out when you make a redemption request because of the nature of how they use your money. Yeah, there's so no for, guarantee on Right. That. So, yeah. for example, if at Pacific Private Money, if we were in the business of making longer-term loans, say, five years, seven years, 10 years, uh, if we had a portfolio full of you know five, seven, and 10-year loans uh, on a $25 million portfolio and somebody wanted to get their money out, um, we would have to wait for a loan to pay off. Uh, but as it stands at Pacific Private Money, we actually specialize in making short-term loans. Our loans are generally paid off within a year, sometimes as early as, you know, three, six, nine months. Uh, you know, we, we our, our most popular loan product is a bridge loan. It's, it's just, hey, we need fast funding to secure this property, and then we're going to either sell it or refinance conventionally. Can you help us? And of course we can. That's yeah, and there's, since do. the borrower doesn't have any prepayment penalties, they can pay it off as right. soon as they can. Right. So, um, so our fund happens to be designed to be a relatively liquid fund. So every month, you know, we've been the fund's been in existence for just under four years. Uh, we have redemption requests uh, every month, and in fact, we're typically able to redeem. Uh, generally within a couple of weeks uh, because of the liquidity nature of our fund. So, um, again, for more information uh, or to, to discuss uh, uh, alternative investments, uh, note investing, mortgage fund investing, for more information about that in general, uh, we've been doing syndications at Pacific Private Money now for the better part of five years. Uh, we're, um, we've just launched our uh, the fourth fund uh, that we've managed at Pacific Private Money. For more information about that, uh, give us a call at 415 415- Eight eight three twenty one fifty, or go to our website, which is simply pacificprivatemoney.com. Yeah, you're paying a little over seven point eight percent. Who wants to redeem their money? Well, and and that's just it. And and we're very uh, responsive. We're we're very communicative. I do a monthly member uh, shareholder newsletter. 
that uh, that we that I put out that I write myself uh, and put out every month and, and you know the, the the members they appreciate that we've got right. over a hundred members in the fund yeah. right now and in fact uh, we did a really nice fund event last week uh, where over 120 people showed up uh, many of them brought guests which was you know the goal of that yeah. uh, <laughs> we want to raise more capital and, and since, so we've had a little bit of a bump in our capital raise uh, this past week um, but uh, you know it's really uh, we also use that that fund event to uh, announce the opportunity to invest in our newest fund called the Sirius Pacific Fund. And this one is a little bit different. Our first fund is beautiful in its simplicity, non-leveraged fund, uh, just one class of investor. We make uh, conservative loans and it pays out, uh, well, in last year, our, our payout was 7.8%. We're trying to hit a target rate of 8% this year, but uh, we'll see how close we get to that. The new fund is uh, has a little bit more of a um, strategy f- for making higher, uh, for paying out higher yields. It's designed to pay out about a 10% yield as our target. And this one is going to be doing uh, construction and rehab loans, as well as some fund-to-fund investments with some known uh, fund managers that uh, we know of in other states who are paying higher yields. And so, uh, again, just for more information, give us a call. Uh, we, we we're really excited about this fund. We think we're going to be... The, it's basically designed where the more you invest, the higher a percentage of the fund income uh, gets distributed to you, and it's not going to compete with the existing. No, it's it's fund. not designed to. It's really that the the type of things we're going to do. We're going to do a mixture of construction and rehab loans, as well as some equity joint ventures with some of our better clients. Uh, we're going to cherry pick the best opportunities. And again, we're going to continue to employ the safety and security features and uh, that we've always employed at Pacific Private Money for this type of investment. So again, for more information, uh, go to our website and uh, contact us, and we'll send you a prospectus. And when we come back, we're going to ask you for Deal of the Week, and you'll explain why you can provide such a high yield. All right. Uh, make a quick mention here for the Grape Leaf Inn, located in beautiful Healdsburg. The Great Le- Grape Leaf Inn has a gracious hospitality in a country in uh, setting with meticulous service, fine cuisine, luxury of jacuzzi tubs, fireplaces, and uh, after doing tasting at the at one any one of the Wilson Artisan wineries, unwind in the Speakeasy, a Prohibition era underground bar. Call seven zero seven three nine five zero nine two nine or visit them online at www.grapeleafin.com. Don't touch that dial. The best investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Conf. Uh Before we get started again, I want to make a quick little shout-out mention here to Precore Fitness in San Rafael. Uh, Gloria was very nice to me, and uh, she'll treat you well, too. Check them out at Precore Fitness in San Rafael. Also, don't forget, uh, check out Beach Blanket Babylon in San Francisco. It'll It's a fun time all around. Okay, so, Mark... Um, Tell the audience, like a deal of the week, how are you able to produce such a high yield for the clients? So a lot of companies like Pacific Private Money, um, when when people think of a a hard money lender or private money lender, oftentimes they think of, um, you know, fix and flip 
You know, that was such a popular loan product in, in 12, 2012, 13, 14. Um, it's a declining uh, loan product for us at Pacific Private Money because there's just not as many opportunities to buy fix and flip real estate as there were uh, during the kind of the foreclosure heyday, if you want to call it that. Um, so that's one type of loan. Another type of loan that we do is we refer to it as a bridge loan. We're one of the few companies that provide uh, short-term loans for people buying a home that they're going to live in, known as owner-occupied. Because of new regulations, Dodd-Frank regulations, etc., many uh, private lenders stay away from anything owner-occupied or consumer purpose in nature and focus only on the investment and business purpose uh, lending on uh, you know residences that will be not owner occupied or small commercial or multifamily things of that nature um, that's a growing uh, product for us at Pacific private money is is people who for one reason or another their bank financing doesn't isn't either won't come through or won't come through in time or something possibly glitched with their credit. We've had that happen a lot where credit scores dropped during the 30 or 45 day uh, process of, of applying for a mortgage and yet they've got a property in contract and maybe the deposit has gone non-refundable and now that's uh, okay well now what do we do? So that's where we step in at Pacific Private Money and provide a short term fast closing fast qualifying no fuss no muss bridge loan to help people acquire property. Those loans have no prepayment penalty so you can pay us back in in six days, six weeks, six months, however long it takes for them to, uh, to to fix whatever the glitch was. And again, sometimes it's just time. Sometimes you run out of time, the seller gets uh, um, refuses to uh, do yet another extension, and again, you want the property. So another one that happened this past week is um, parents died, and the siblings decided they uh, wanted to... Um, uh, one sibling wanted to buy out another sibling from the family trust that uh, uh, that, that became the beneficiary of that property after the, the parents died. And so that's a thing that oftentimes banks won't do. And again, I'm not really sure why they don't do that, but it's just it's kind of outside the, the realm of a simple purchase or refinance. Uh, and again, we, we like those probate type of situations where maybe they got to, they need money to uh, borrow against uh, real estate held in a in a trust uh, that, and they want to remodel it to to sell it at a profit for the beneficiaries, all kinds of stuff like that. So, but getting to the mechanics and, and the economics of the deal, how we can pay eight percent to our investors is because for the short term use of our money, for the quick closing, easy to qualify, we're very holistic in the way we approach it. If we like your story and we like the collateral and we believe that you have a, a viable way to pay us off, we call that the exit strategy. You know, we we will. Uh, make you an offer and oftentimes that loan rate is somewhere right around 10% uh, 9.9 is a very uh, famous uh, note rate in our office very common note rate I should say and uh, 2 to 3 points depending on the loan size and the complexity sometimes a little bit more sometimes a little bit less it really kind of depends again we're very very holistic in both our approach and our pricing we don't have a pricing grid we really just look at you know what's the story where's the stress uh, do we need to encumber more than one property are you looking for 100% financing to acquire the target property? Do you have other properties? So for more information, give us a call, 415-883-2150. But go to our website, pacificprivatemoney.com. That's the easiest way to find out more about how we can help. Very good. You're going to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Dale Earnhardt said, you win some, you lose some. 
and you wreck some. <laughs> and Dimitri Martin, I'm not sure who that is, but he said, I used to play sports. Then I realized you can buy trophies. Now I'm good at everything. All right. Nice. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources.